Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my Rojeff podcast. I'm your host, Mel. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We are so glad to have you. Um, On this podcast, we talk about navigating our faith, passions, professions, emphasis on the S. Um, This is an imperfect, authentic, and safe space to get the strategy for your work and words for your soul. Um, As a rope draft, we help you find the beauty in your current season while also helping you do the necessary work to get to your next season. And we are all about just redefining history with your everyday story, allowing God to use you exactly as you are and exactly where you are. So welcome. If you've been a listener of this podcast, though, you're probably like Mel. (laughs) You're like, Mel, where have you been, child? Okay. Um, And listen, I ain't gonna hold you. I've been been living. Okay. I've been living my life. Another story for another day. But anywho, today (laughs) we are talking about entrepreneurship and mental health. First off, y'all, we are on YouTube. Can we just give a shout out for that? Y'all can already see Victoria here and I'm gonna talk about that. But um, shout out to being on YouTube. Hey, y'all. Anyway, so today we are talking about entrepreneurship and mental health. Um, And like I said, we have a special guest, Victoria Glover. Um, She is not a stranger to this podcast. If you go back on Apple or Spotify, um, we talked we did an episode where we talked about how to become a therapist, how to get or how to find a therapist, how to get into the mental health profession, talked about navigating our careers, celibacy, healing from toxic relationships. It's a really good one. I will link it so you can go back and listen to it. But again, Victoria is not a stranger. Um, she is a licensed therapist. She has her own personal brand, The Victorious Counselor. Um, she also has a podcast, which we'll talk about where she intersects faith, mental health, being a Black woman, how to get into the mental health profession. She is also a very dear friend of mine. Um, And so before we get into what we're talking about today, Victoria, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, what you specialize in, and your credentials so that the people know that you know what you're talking about? Okay. Absolutely. And Thank you so much, Mel, for having me back here again. I just want to start off by saying I am so excited (laughs) to be here. And yes, girl, to have this conversation with you, um, I know it's it's going to be a Holy Spirit-led and blessed conversation. Um, But yes, hi, everyone. Hi, all of Mel's lovely listeners. I am Victoria Glover, and I'm an associate professional counselor in the state of Georgia, um, I am what Mel would call a nine to five preneur. So I do work a, a job um, at a mental health nonprofit in the Atlanta area. And I also am a part of a private practice in Atlanta and we are called Worth Wisdom Wellness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, love the practice that I work at and it's my specialty. So I love working with women of color. Um, I just so happen to work with lots of women who identify as believers, women of faith, um, who have experienced emotional trauma. So they have experienced um, maybe not exactly getting needs met at a certain age. It was really critical and important for them. Um, And a lot of the times that manifests in their relationships, that manifests in how they relate to other people. Look, (laughs) me too. Um, Yeah, so I I just love the work that I do. I do consider myself to be a trauma-informed, trauma-focused clinician, um, and also just love to bring together faith in, in the therapy room. I think it's really, really important. Um, And yes, y'all will hear more about me as this podcast goes on. So I'm going to stop right there for now. But I'm excited to be here and just, yes, all this. I'm a huge fan of Mel's, have been from day one. (laughs) 
love you. Victoria has always been so, so supportive and I just love her for that. Um, so yes, thank you for the introduction. Um, so the reason why I brought, brought Victoria onto the podcast again was because, um, like I said, I've been living my life, y'all. <laughs> okay. And, you know, being an entrepreneur, um, being a corporate professional, um, you know, being a, obviously, you know, a single Black woman, um, dealing with the pandemic, dealing with all the demands, you know, I feel like we are in a time where obviously, you know, being entrepreneur, you know, is the new trend, you know, everyone's starting their own business. And I know we're talking about entrepreneurship and mental health, but I really think this will be relevant for anyone really who is building anything, whether that be building a new career, building a new business or brand, you know, starting something new. Um, you know, we're given the pandemic, you know, everyone is kind of rethinking their lives, right? Rethinking, you know, multiple streams of income, rethinking freedom and flexibility and entrepreneurship a lot of times is the route that people take. And a lot of times we talk about, again, the flexibility of entrepreneurship, the beauty of being able to work for yourself, the beauty of making more money. But we often don't talk about the dark side of entrepreneurship, right? The longer hours, right? <laughs> you are not working less. You're probably working more. Uh, we don't talk about navigating your career and your business and your relationship and your health and how to manage it all. You know, we don't talk about the fear and the anxiety that comes when it's time to not just start, but also be consistent and maintain. You know, there's a lot of fear and anxiety that I've had and experienced. Um, we don't talk about the uncertainty and the disappointment and the unmet expectations that come when you don't start immediately making 10K months. You know, when you don't, when the invoices aren't paid on time, you know, when your content doesn't go viral. Um, and so, all of the what ifs that come, you know, a lot of times we link them to stress. You know, we talk about burnout, you know, taking time for yourself, self-care, right? But what I'm realizing through my own journey of prioritizing my mental health this year is that it's not just stress. Sometimes it can be unresolved trauma. Um, and I'm realizing that, you know, through my own journey of, you know, going to therapy, I've been doing weekly therapy for about six months now, and it's been great. Thank you, Victoria. I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> um, you know, but prioritizing that, I'm just realizing, you know, how much of my inconsistency, how much of my extreme, like, anxiety, my severe anxiety that I would deal with, it was not just I was overworked. Um, it was not just a poor work, work ethic. It was not just mm -hmm. burnout. It was not just quitting easy. It was, mm -hmm. it was linked to a um, resolve trauma. Um, you know, transparency moment. I, you know, I was recently within that journey, you know, diagnosed with PTSD. And it's like, here I am trying to run this business, trying to navigate my career, trying to navigate relationships, as you talked about, Victoria. And I'm walking around with all this unresolved trauma and wondering why I can't stick to things, wondering why I have such anxiety about the business and where to the point where sometimes I didn't want to do anything with the business because I just wanted to have a peaceful day, you know, because it was extremely triggering for me. Um, and so I wanted to talk about that because I know that although that sounds crazy and although, you know, it seems isolating, I know that I am not alone. You know, even when it comes to the podcast, to be honest, you know, sometimes I realize it wasn't just I don't get how the listeners that I want. So, you know, I'm going to quit. It wasn't just, you know, um, this is a lot of work. It was, you know, do I really believe that my voice is important? Do I really believe that people want to hear what I have to say? You know, and it goes back to that fear and that imposter syndrome. But those are just symptoms, right, of sometimes deeper issues that needs to be dealt with. Um, you know, maybe as a coach or a service provider, you really struggle with marketing and promoting your services. And again, it's not that you don't know how to get on Canva and make a graphic, right? 
right? Deep down, you know, do you really believe that what you have to offer is good enough? Do you really Mm -hmm. believe that you are good enough? And if you don't, where did you learn that from? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's taking that extra step to not just be a girl boss, to not just be a CEO, but to understand and be like, you know what, I am struggling with this and I cannot push through and something's not working. And I'm going through this cycle. For me, it was going through the cycle of being in business, stopping the business, doing the podcast, stopping, you know, and just really come to have to come to Jesus meet with myself and saying something is not working. I cannot push through. Um, so again, whether it is starting a new business, running your current business, starting a new brand, running your current brand, navigating new jobs, you know, your insecurities, a new relationship, your insecurities will start speaking up, right? Yes. And so today, you know, I want I want to give you the permission to understand that it's not it's not your fault. It's not just a lack of motivation. Like, you know, there could be other things under underneath the surface. And so I wanted to talk with you, Victoria, being a licensed therapist. I just be right in my mouth, but she really knows what she's talking about. Um, and I wanted to discuss how, you know, one, I guess how like you know, starting something new, how doing something outside of what people would consider the norm, you know, how that can bring up, you know, insecurities, how that can show up as anxiety, how that can show up as unresolved trauma. So thinking through like those triggers and those root causes, but then also like, what are some tools and resources, things that we can think about so that we can prioritize our mental health while we are, you know, building and branding and, you know, navigating our purpose. So, so let's get into that, Victoria. What are your initial thoughts before I even start asking questions? Yeah. And you know what, Mel? I, I'm glad you asked because I, I want to start off by saying you are not just running your mouth. Okay. <laughs> your experience. I'm, I'm so glad. And I'm just so thankful for your vulnerability and transparency, right? Because ultimately at the end of the day, everything that we do in life, right? Like we, we, we are not going to live a, a trigger-free life. Something is going to happen. It's just a part of being in, in a fallen world that gets us upset. Mm-hmm. And if we are not doing the work to uncover what exactly is going on here. Like it's deeper than me just not liking this person or it's deeper than, oh my God, this is just, this is a hard journey. I, I don't know if I, I'll be able to stick to this for for, for the long haul. Um, understanding that there, there are some beliefs that are supporting and holding these thoughts that we have about ourselves, right? So first and foremost, I just want to say that's, huge of you to have done so much work. Um, and that's going to be the crux, right? For everyone listening, that's the crux of this conversation. Like a lot of this is going to be you doing that work. And yes, I'm definitely going to give some tips and feedback and and some guidance in that. And there's no replacement for the actual process and the work happening. So I want to start there, but yes, Mel, thank you so much for sharing that with people. Yeah. And it is work. Okay. Let me just say that it it is really work to really have to face yourself, to really have to dig up things that happened in childhood, um, to have to dig up all of that stuff and still see your family and still see friends and still, you know, have to live life. You know, unfortunately, all of us can't pause and go halfway across the country and find ourselves. We still have to live (laughs) and work. Um, And so, yeah, it's like a whole nother job, you know, doing that work. So, so, but yeah, so let's start here. Victoria, why do you feel like when it comes to starting something, whether again, that be a business, a brand, a new job, um, why do you feel like even as nine to five preneurs, as we call ourselves, navigating both a job and a business, um, why do you feel like we struggle? 
struggle with prioritizing our mental health? And why do you think that sometimes people who are in this position may struggle more with imposter syndrome, anxiety, depression? Like talk about kind of what those triggers may look like and how those triggers can manifest itself, whether that is like, for example, increased social media exposure and it can be linked to comparison and, and all that stuff or facing your fears, exposing yourself, the mm-hmm. issue with needing people's approval, right? Essentially, you want likes, you want clients, things like that. Um, So let's talk a little bit about that. And I want to first say, you know, why entrepreneurs might struggle in this area and and neglect the mental health is number one, the lack of awareness, right? So I think a big piece of this conversation is attunement and people being attuned to themselves. So when I talk about attunement, I mean, the male, the way that we are talking to each other right now, right? And and you're you're picking up my my head nods and I'm able to read your body language. Do we have that with ourselves? Because if we are attuned to ourselves, we can check in with ourselves and know when something's off. What gets us off course initially is that lack of attunement to self, right? Because if we are an entrepreneur, and we're launching this business or launching this product, this platform, and we, we work longer hours and we have more responsibilities and we're not attuned to ourselves. We don't know when our body is saying, all right, girl, you need to sit down <laughs> or maybe you need to find a different way to, to execute this, this plan. Not saying don't do it, but find a different way to where you are not working yourself and overworking and overstressing, Right. Because what our bodies do when we're stressed and tired is try to save ourselves and shut down and protect us because we want to survive. We want to live and not knowing that and just being in this constant cycle of pushing and driving. You said it earlier, it's a cycle, right? We, We put something out there, we get tired, we stop, nothing comes out, right? And it's just this back and forth. It feels inconsistent, you know? And a part of that is just not understanding our limits and understanding when is the time to pause and when is the the time to keep going? So I think that's the first part of what we're talking about here, that attunement self. Secondly, I'm thinking of imposter syndrome. I'm thinking of um, what we call, and I, my boss uses this term in private practice all the time, the scarcity mindset. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I see imposter syndrome and, and the scarcity mindset as like, the evil twins <laughs> like they they love to come and bother entrepreneurs especially um because imposter syndrome is saying you are not cut out for this you know you don't belong here what makes you think that you 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 have the credentials or the, the platform to speak on this you know this is not for you and the scarcity mindset comes and says well someone's already doing that you know we already have a black christian mental health spokesperson she's already instagram famous there's not gonna we don't have space for another one mm-hmm. and that's a lie <laughs> and you know why that's a lie mel mm-hmm. that's a lie because when you go to the store when you go to the mall you see stores that sell really nice clothes everywhere you see you see stores that sell shoes everywhere and just because you have two shoe stores in the same mall doesn't mean that they go out of business in fact they they thrive off of each other right because people like different things you know so I think those two components right there when you look at just how the scarcity mindset and imposter syndrome can really negatively impact us if you combine that with a lack of attunement to self and not knowing when to take a break, it's not, it's no wonder that entrepreneurs are tired and stressed, right? Because we just have all these things working against us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And going back to that scarcity mindset, I realized that that was that is a big thing. And I think I love how you brought it up and sometimes feel like it's already been done. Mm-hmm. And I also think for me, it can also show up as, you know, if I, for example, want to move into full time entrepreneurship, the fear of not having enough money, you know, mm-hmm. um, the fear of not having the support that I feel that I need, like always feeling like I'm operating at a deficit. And so I operate from that deficit, like you said, because it's like, you know, not being attuned with yourself and just going and going and going. And you're constantly looking at what you don't have, right. Versus understanding the abundance of what you do have, you know? Um, so I, I love that. And yes, I mean, people talk about imposter syndrome, but, but, but yeah, it, it can really show up. Um, and I love, love, love that what you talked about kind of not, not being attuned with yourself and just going and not sitting with yourself. So kind of piggybacking off of that, like, what are some of the things that entrepreneurs, again, who Whoever, this, whoever relates to this, what are some of the things that we should be on the lookout for before it gets to the point of burnout, before it gets to the point of quitting? Like, what are some things that we can do or signs we can look out for, whether that be, you know, a daily on a daily basis or something that we should mm-hmm. be doing daily, you know, before starting our day, before ending our day? Like, what are what are the things that we should be on the lookout for and how can we kind of have that attunement, you know, on a day to day basis? Yeah, I will. Number one, definitely always say, listen to your body. So if you are chronically tired, um, you're getting like little colds here and there, you're just getting sick more frequently. Listen to that. You know, that's probably because your immune system is weaker because you haven't gotten the rest or like the proper nutrition that you need. So I'm always going to be the one to be like, hey, listen to your body, listen to how you're feeling. And I and I. I'm kind of going on the side here, Mel. I apologize. Oh, if you want to, you can edit this out. This does not fit the conversation. No, but. we are editing nothing. <laughs> but really, though, God gave us our bodies. You know, he, he gave us ways to check in with ourselves, right? There's a reason why we, we are able to feel emotions and, and able to feel things so deeply, right? That's not just by chance. That's very intentional. So check in with your body, listen to yourself. Number two, I'd say, look at your calendar. So are you, I'm actually, if you're an entrepreneur, I'm assuming you probably have a packed day, right? So in that packed day, do you have breaks? Do you have a time in the morning that you have your morning routine, right? So you're waking up, you're not just jumping to your phone, you're not jumping to emails to see who subscribed, who's bought what. You are really just sitting and attuning, <laughs> sitting and attuning to yourself. I like to start mine off with some scripture, some quiet time, whatever the case. I like tea. Whatever you like, I would suggest bringing that element into there. And then do you have breaks throughout the day? Um, something I can also share between jobs. I, I used to Earlier this year, I was contemplating, do I need a break, you know, between my my full-time job and then my clients in the evening? Should I just jump right in so I can get the day done faster? Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit was like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you know, I need, I need that time. I have like an hour, an hour and a half in between jobs where I shut it down. You know, my lunch break, I shut it down. <laughs> I stopped putting out content during lunch intentionally because I need to not be working, right? There are times where I need to be resting. Mm-hmm. So we're checking in with our body or signs to look for. You're not checking in with your body. You're, you're getting sick. What do your breaks look like? What is, what does your social life look like? And I don't, of course, right? We're busy. So we're not going to be at everybody's events. We're not going to be able to, 
make everybody happy in that regards, but do you have time to at least breathe? You know, are you able to see your friends? Has it been months? They, do they not know where you are? <laughs> are they sending SOS messages because they, they haven't seen you in so long? Mm-hmm. Um, the people around us can also serve as mirrors, right? And they can also reflect back what they see from us. And sometimes we don't see it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Girl, you reading me, honey. <laughs> um, Look, I'm reading myself too. Listen, um, but but that is so, so good. Um, I think that one thing that has really been helping me to your point is um, starting my day with things that I want to do that, that, that prioritize myself before I'm giving my day to everybody else. Um, and so for me, you know, yes, it looks like scripture, you know, but reading the Bible and praying, but, but sometimes, you know, it's just like journaling. Like I love doing morning pages and just journaling every, all of my thoughts out before I bring all of that stress into my job or my business. Um, you know, taking the time to fix a nice breakfast, you know, for me, I don't really like working out that much. So I don't do that in the morning, but it's like, you know, just having that time doing what you want to do and, you know, making that, you know, priority for yourself before you start giving it away to everybody else. That's what's, that's something that's really been helping me. Um, and then you also talked about like, yeah, taking breaks and, and having a social life. Um, because, I think sometimes when you are juggling a job, when you are juggling multiple passions, so like, you know, I like to write, I like business, I like, you know, a bunch of different things, you know, your mind can always be on, you know, and I realized that there are times where I just have to sit outside without my phone and just sit. And that's hard. As an entrepreneur, it's hard because you're constantly thinking, you're constantly getting ideas, you're constantly, you know, your brain is just constantly on, but you have to do the work to shut it down for a minute, you know, so that you can just be. Um, and yeah, and that's, and, and to your point about being social, I think that's why this year, like I just kind of shut it all down because I had no social life really, you know, it was just all about business. The only thing that I had to talk about was what I was doing, you know, and not just being. And I feel like that's really the main reason why I would get so burnt out because I didn't have that balance. I didn't have that harmony. Uh, of, you know, living and doing, you know what I mean? Um, so, so yeah, yes, that's good. Um, so what are some of the tools that we can use? We know what the signs are to look for. You talked about, you know, doing things in the morning, taking breaks. You talked about well, actually, social life. Yeah. I'm sorry. So no. I, I didn't answer the question fully and I wanted to circle back. No, go. I'm sorry for interrupting <laughs> I, and I want to come back to what you brought up in the very beginning of this question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, if listeners, if you guys are like, oh, Lord, Victoria, little place. We are editing <laughs> nothing. This is the rough draft, okay? I love it. I love it. I love it. But let's talk a little bit about this putting yourself out there when you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, Mel, you mentioned the social media exposure, facing your fears. You know, you're putting yourself out there, right? And that, if we unpack that, that really is scary (laughs) because we are now somewhat at the mercy of the likes and follows that we see on social media Mm -hmm. to a certain extent right because a part of being in a business and and being an entrepreneur is, is getting yourself out there so there's really not a way around that part right we cannot not have a platform because then no one will know about our business yeah and at the same time so much stuff comes up when we are 
putting ourselves out there and when we are making content, when we make a podcast episode and people don't listen to it or like it the way we thought people would like it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think what you mentioned at the very beginning of our time today, Mel, like the process that you went through, right? Or that you're going through. Mm -hmm. I want to speak to the importance of that because a little bit of information about me. So I am what is called an EMDR trained therapist. EMDR is an acronym for eye movement desensitization reprocessing. So what does all this mean? You're probably wondering why she's talking about this. A lot of the work that I do is really looking at what the present triggers are in my clients' lives and uncovering the root, right? So this thing that's coming up right now probably has roots to earlier moments in your life, right? So this anxiety that you feel when you post content and don't get the response that you wanted and think, oh my gosh, it's over. This was a dumb idea. This was stupid. Why did I think, you know, when, when your mind starts to go down this rabbit hole, that's linked to something deeper. Um, and I, Mel, I'm so appreciative of you sharing your story because I want to highlight that everyone's is going to be different, mm-hmm. right? So everyone listening, I'm sure they could probably get bits and pieces of your story and think that, you know, that's, you know, if it's theirs and, and it might. And a little information about the body and trauma. So when we have experiences, particularly like rejection type experiences at a young age, our nervous system stores that somehow in our body, right? Everyone's bodies are different. So this is why I'm really harping on everyone has to do their own work because everyone's journey and everyone's path to healing and restoring that balance is going to look different. Mm-hmm. My suggestion to people who are listening, pay attention to what you're fixated on in the social media realm. If, you know, it might be everything. It might just be, oh, well, the likes or this person I wanted to collab with didn't get back to me. That really, really bothers me. I see them posting. They didn't get back to me. Think about what that really is doing, right? Think about the negative belief that you might be holding on to because this is happening, right? So it could be that this person is busy, right? They have a big, a big following. They didn't see your message. They're going to get to your message. And we're over here really upset about it, right? But we are we are thinking and internalizing, wow, like I don't matter. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not likable. You know, this, this, and that, those roots are tinting, right? They're tainting our judgment and causing us to just throw the whole business away when really, no, we need to sit and work on these roots, you know? Yeah. So one key tip I want to give to all the entrepreneurs out there. Yes, the the road is hard. The journey is hard. Mm -hmm. And if we're fixated and needing the approval and validation of our audience, we're not going to get that far. (laughs) We're going to burn out before we can, right? I truly believe healthy entrepreneurs and people that their businesses are sustainable in the long run are people who have done their work or they're actively doing their work, right? They've dealt with these triggers. They've dealt with these insecurities or are dealing with these insecurities. I'm sorry. I don't want to paint the picture that, you know, we're healed one day and then, you know, it's over. No, it's a continuous process, right? It's a continuous journey. Um, And it's, it's necessary, right? If we're not, we're spending all this energy upset and mad and being triggered over and over again. 
And that takes away time from business. So that's my tidbit, Mel, about that part. Look for those signs in your work. Yes, I'm so glad that you stopped me and said that because that, that Victoria, is the reason why I wanted to do this podcast because when you see, you know, business coaches or whomever it is, you know, motivational people, they tell you don't compare yourself. They tell you, you know, uh, get over, you know, imposter syndrome and just do it anyway. But we don't take a minute to say, why am I dealing with imposter syndrome? Right. We don't take a minute to say, why do I have fear? It's not just that I'm afraid. What am I really afraid of? And like you said, that that takes work. You know, what are what are the triggers? And, and again, it's it's not just inconsistency. It's not just that I struggle with posting content. It is that, you know, when I post content or people don't respond a certain way, I can feel rejected. I can feel abandoned. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I can feel like, again, with the podcast, my voice does not matter. And mm-hmm. that stems from being silenced in different ways through childhood right but because I know that it takes the shame out of it so it's like okay I know that you know what happened to me or whatever I know where this comes from and I know that it's not my fault it was something that I was learned it was something that was done to me and so now that I know the root when I am triggered how can I reframe it you know what I mean Um, and so Yes, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because you have to go underneath the sur- underneath the surface. So like you said, really be healthy and it's continuous work. The triggers aren't going to stop, you know, yeah. um, but 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 how do you manage that? Right. Yeah. How do we manage it? You know, how do we do the work around that? And I think people I know I used to get really tired of hearing do the work because it's so vague mm-hmm. and it's vague by intention. No one can tell you how to do your work, right? That's that's a journey that you and your therapist, hopefully, and God go on together, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard work and it's the best work. It's so rewarding, right? And I, I think it's underestimated and underrated in our in our society today. Um, because we get on social media and everyone's launching their business. So we're just everyone else is like, yes, let's just launch the business. And then yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and that's and that's really why I'm so big on the rough draft being a safe space, because at the end of the day, I struggle with consistency, but ain't nobody going to outwork me. I know that about myself. I know that I'm good at what I do and I know that I'm going to push through and I know that I'm going to, you know, do the work. But at the end of the day, from like you said, am I doing it from a scarcity mindset or am I doing it from an abundance mindset? Am I am I doing it from a hurt place or am I doing it from a healed place? Because the work's going to get done, but it'll be a lot easier if I'm operating from a healed space um, and not constantly going through the cycle. You know, do I want to stumble my way through or do I want to soar my way through? And of course, you know, things are going to happen. Obstacles happen, you know, um, things get in the way. And sometimes you do need to take a break. Right. But I think I think prioritizing my mental health is helping me understand of how to navigate the bumps and the roads versus just letting them navigate me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Instead of letting them navigate me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is so good. So random question, not related, but related. So how do you as a therapist, as a therapist that works in two different spaces, mm-hmm. as someone who is building your personal brand, you have a podcast. What does prioritizing your mental health look like for you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she can't believe you the questions, y'all. <laughs> No, but to be transparent, I mean, I'm in weekly therapy, right? So I have a therapist. I have a life outside of being a therapist and I'm still navigating, working through my stuff, you know, and I'm not ashamed of that at all. So 
I prioritize my mental health that way. I have recently started telling people no. <laughs> um, you know, I can't do everything. And that was that was a part of my stuff. You know, I wanted to be there for everybody and I wanted to people please and make everybody happy, even if it was at the expense of myself, you know. So I recognize those habits and take weekends to do nothing, you know, like I really have to carve out time for myself and be intentional about carving it out, not just, you know, randomly. Um, I've recently started taking days off when I didn't necessarily have anything planned. So I encourage mental health days. If, if you have the ability to take them, I recognize that's a, a pretty privileged statement. So if you have the ability to take a mental health day, do it. We don't have to wait till we're burnt out or upset or having a breakdown, take a day off. You can do it before that time comes. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think for me, like attuning to myself and listening to my body has become a mantra of mine, being very intentional about not pushing myself too hard. Um, and I have time where I let my emotions out, you know, I don't like to keep them bottled in. That makes everything worse. Right. So I journal. I mean, I pray. I cry when I need to. I, I will say that I have a phenomenal support system. So I have good people around me. And, and when I need to talk or 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 cry or pray, like I have people around me to help me through that, you know, and I think that's important too, Mel, that that community aspect. Um, so. What do you do, though, when you don't have that strong support system, when you when your family may not support your business, when you may not have your friends that are, you know, and keeping you encouraged? How do you how does that change as a therapist? Mm. You know. I haven't experienced my support system not supporting me. So that question threw me for a loop a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> or, or what would you tell a client? that that yeah. deals with that because that, that's a real thing too of having people that don't feel like they're not supported in their business yeah you know I would start with asking them to think about the why behind their business um what is driving them to mm -hmm. do this certain thing mm -hmm. remember their why that gets that might be the only thing you have some days um when you said support your business, Mel, it kind of brought me to this place. And let me know if this is the rich direction you wanted to go in. Like, are you looking for your friends and family to support your business? And that's it. Are you not putting out ads in other places to get other people to know about what you're doing? Or are you solely depending on word of mouth and friends and family? Because I have seen and heard from other business owners that that is not the way to go um, for various reasons, because yeah, we can't depend on just friends and families to, to buy our, our stuff and listen to our podcast. We have to try to reach other populations. Um, so I would encourage that thought process or, or thinking about what it would look like if I didn't make my friends and family the target audience. Mm -hmm. And then also that, that, yes. And then also, you know, to that point, also considering that, like, you know, sometimes you may have to create your own community, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. that looks like joining a, a entrepreneur group, I don't yeah. know, you know, and, yeah. And, and creating that, you know, community for yourself. Um, and, and also, like you said, remembering your why, because if you don't have your why, if you don't have that piece within yourself, then 
nothing that anyone else can do will not be enough because you don't have that within yourself. And I think I've had to learn that personally. Um, mm-hmm. So, so, so yeah. So yeah, but sorry, I cut you off. You were talking about, uh, you know, prioritizing your mental health as a therapist. Um, and you were talking about how, you know, having a stronger community, uh, how having a strong community was a big thing for you. Is there anything else? Man, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, my faith, I think I've already, I mentioned that already. So that I don't think I have to say it again. Um, but briefly, Mel, to your question about what if your family and friends don't support you, I would also be curious about what it means to you that they don't support you. Mm. So if, and of course, that's a hard thing, right? We all want our family and friends to like what we do and support us. Mm-hmm. And is what we're doing dependent on the validation and approval of mom and dad or friends or aunts and uncles, you know, and what, what about that validation and approval is so important and could possibly be holding us back something else to explore, something else to do the work around. But that came up in my mind as you brought that question up. Yes. Because again, it's not just them not supporting your business. Right. It is it's, again, that's a symptom. That's one event. But again, there are other things that have happened. There are other um, root causes and things that have happened probably in childhood that make you even mm-hmm. trigger to, again, like you say, need their validation and not want to be consistent because you don't have their that validation. So. Mm-hmm. So, yes, this is good, girl. I'm so glad you took that segue because it did remind me of all the stuff I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Yes, this is a good conversation. Yes. Um, Okay, so we talked about the signs. We talked about understanding your triggers, understanding that sometimes it's rooted in a deeper in a deeper issue. We talked about that you have to do your work. We talked about you know at the end of the day the work will get done, but from what space are you doing that work? Um, Other than you know going to therapy and you know understanding your triggers, um, are there any other like tools that people can use? Maybe if they are, you know, experiencing anxiety, you know, whether it's the grounding mechanisms that, you know, things that I've learned in therapy, um, what are some things that people can do in the moment when they are feeling that anxiety, when they are feeling that depression, when they are feeling that imposter syndrome, you know, we talked about taking breaks throughout the day. We talked about, you know, prioritizing your mornings, but in the moment when you're, when you're experiencing that, you know, anxiety attack, what are some things that, that they can do in the moment? Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm a huge fan of deep breathing, making sure you're breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. I tell my clients, try to get in five to 10, see how you feel, like check in with yourself with an actual feeling word mm-hmm. and keep doing it until you feel a little better. Um, in the moment, things to do. If you feel like your anxiety feels overwhelming, like gripping, Mm-hmm. Go get something to drink, something really, really cold or really, really hot, because that's going to get your nervous system in a different state. And it, you're going to shift your mood a little bit when you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I, I love the five senses. Have, Mel, are you yes. aware of that one? Yeah. So naming five things that you can see, four things that you can touch, three things that you can hear, two things you can smell, one thing you can taste. Say that again. Say that again. So people yes. can write it down. Yes. So five things you can see. And this is for when you're experiencing, I would say, pretty, pretty heightened anxiety. You can use it when you're having a spiral or like depressive thoughts, too. But it really works well for anxiety. 
five things you can see, four things that you can touch, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, one thing that you can taste. And some clients like to repeat that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an excellent grounding technique. Um, I know, and I personally am not really a fan of fidgets, uh, things to have at your desk, but I know other people who are. So that could be something to think about. If you're someone who has to move your hands a lot when you're anxious or like during a conversation with a coworker. Yes, a stress ball, um, a fidget toy. You can get them on Amazon. They're really cheap. Those are helpful too. Um, I personally, and this is shifting more towards like the, the, the negative spirals, the depressive thoughts, those states. I love coming up with your own personal affirmations Mm. Um, or your own personal like list of, of positive thoughts that can help get you out of that space. Right. So I can give an example here. Like if you are really down and upset that you just launched this product and it's not getting the traction you thought it would get, and you might have thoughts like this sucks. No one likes this. I'm a failure. Okay. That's those are negative thoughts that you might be experiencing in the moment. What, what are some reframes that we can do for that, right? So I gave my effort the best way I knew how. This is not the last thing that I'm going to do. There's more coming for me. I have whatever positive attribution you want to insert there. So I have the drive, Mel, I have the work ethic to see through this project and to relaunch, you know, if, if, if this is something that I really believe in. So sometimes we let those negative thoughts take us to a space and then we stay there mm-hmm. fighting back with some positive affirmations and reaffirming ourselves. I find to be very effective and other clients I've worked with have also found to be pretty effective too. That's good. I hope y'all are taking notes or rewind it and go back and take notes because those are very helpful um, to, again, to kind of really, I really, really like the five senses because it takes my mind off of whatever it is that I'm anxious about. And I have to physically look and, and find, you know, five things that I see and things like that. So I really, really like that as well as the positive affirmations too. Yeah. Um, so now, can I put you on the spot? Yes. Oh, okay. We're on video. So this is the perfect time. How are you going to ask me a question? Oh my, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Something else I do with my clients that I think other people would benefit from is called rhythmic tapping. So tapping, um, the bilateral stimulation is something. Yes, I've done that. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Beautiful. So we're just going to practice then and and show your listeners and followers what it looks like. But I typically ask my clients to hook their hands like this. So this is the butterfly cross. And you're going to lay them on your chest. And you want the, the tops of like your tippy fingers to be touching your collarbone. Um, and I asked them to start tapping at a, like a moderate pace and I start off so they can see my pace, but you can pretty much pick your own. And I asked them to think of an affirmation. Well, typically I ask them to think of a positive feeling. So this might come from a check-in that we're doing or a checkout that we're doing. Um, so Mel, I want to ask you, putting you on the spot here, how do you feel about putting this podcast out, putting this YouTube video out this morning? You said do it. You said think positive. <laughs> well, just give me a feeling word. Um, excited. Excited. Okay. 
Can you give me another one? And uh, anxious, but not in a bad way, just like okay. anticipating, um, you know, how it will help other people. Okay. How do you feel about yourself for putting this out there? I don't feel anything about myself. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, let's see. I excited is good. Happy is good. I would try to shift and point my client in the direction of maybe like saying like I'm empowered or I am capable, something like that. So looking for like a very positive core belief, mm-hmm. and I would ask them to repeat to repeat that. So just like that, Mel, is your tapping? Mm-hmm. I am empowered. I am capable. Um, I am obedient. Beautiful. I am um, capable. Mm-hmm. Repeat that one more time. I am capable. Don't you have me crying on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm capable. Can you repeat the the, the string of ones you said? Because that was really good. Um, I am empowered. Mm-hmm. I am obedient. Mm-hmm. I am um, capable. I don't remember the other one. Yes. No, that was it. Yeah. Yes, Mel. And I would have clients repeat that. And I've had clients do that outside of session, right? So mm-hmm. a couple of my EMDR clients, we get to the negative belief. Mm-hmm. You know, they realize that something they've been struggling with is feeling alone and feeling rejected. So when they're having those moments where that's triggered, they go into their butterfly tapping and they, they tap. I am not alone. I'm not abandoned. The Holy spirit is with me. So on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Girl, I had clients come back and be like, oh, that was so good, Victoria. Like I felt so good. great afterwards. And I'm just like, yes, yes, it's working. The science mind is working. The Holy spirit's working. I so if you're that. listening to this, Try out some tapping. It probably yes. will be good for your nervous system. I love that. That was a really good exercise. I'm glad you did that, though. If you're listening on like Apple or Spotify, you'll have to come over on YouTube and and, and see us do that. Um, but I love that. I do. I do the. My therapist does the rhythm tapping um, when we go through the EMDR stuff too, and it's yes. it's really helpful. Um, so this was good, man. We talked about triggers. We talked about tools that we can use, how we can structure our day. I just cannot thank you enough, Victoria. This is just just the idea that I had times 10. Um, And so I just cannot thank you enough just for sharing your journey, sharing your tips, giving us a little mini therapy session right there. Um, And so, like I said before, Victoria, this is literally just scratching the surface. Victoria has an amazing podcast where she talks and also brings on other people. Um, And she's just a wonderful resource about how, um, you know, really anyone, but especially, you know, Black Christian women, how they can prioritize their mental health. Again, if you want to learn how to get into the mental health profession because I know a lot of people you know are thinking about that um and so yeah tell us about your platform tell us about your podcast um you know tell us how we can find you what we are of course going to link all of your stuff um you know in the show notes or in the in the thing in the whatever below we're going to link it um but yeah tell us a little bit about your podcast and kind of you know how you got started and what it talks about um and then kind of tell us you know how we can get in touch with you as far as setting up a session or things like that Absolutely. Um, So you can find me on Instagram at The Victorious Counselor. I do have a podcast called The Victorious Counselor Podcast, and it is streaming pretty much on all major platforms. So you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, 
Castbox, wherever you look for your your podcast, um, you'll, you'll be able to find me and my platform. So I definitely, of course, have shared with you all that I love working with Christian women, women of color. I'm passionate about empowering women of color. Um, I'm passionate about understanding how neuroscience and the Bible align. So I'm a total where science meets and intersects with scripture nerd. I love that so much. Um, I think it's important to be aware of your triggers. It's important to be aware of the impacts of trauma. Um, And I get into this in my podcast, but I'll share a snippet of it with with, um, the listeners today. Just understanding that trauma is from Satan, right? It's from the enemy. And what we experience, the impact of that, the negative thoughts, just the the diagnoses that we could get, all of that hinders us, right? It's it's created to be a stumbling block in our purpose and our walk with God. So understanding how to dismantle that and push through that and work through that is only going to improve your walk with God and improve your ability to walk in your purpose and accomplish your mission. You know, what, what you're here, what, what your purpose is, what you're here on the, on the earth for. I'm very passionate about bringing awareness to that and assisting the, my listeners, my clients and, and showing up as the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that wasn't too long-winded. Oh. Check me out, please. Yes. The Victoria's Counselor Podcast. I am so, so, so incredibly blessed to be able to have that platform. And, you know, Mel was a part of the, that podcast coming to fruition. I don't know if she realized that or not, but <laughs> it was after being on her podcast where I started to really be like, yeah, like this is where I started to realize this was something that I actually love to do and wanted to do on my own. So thank you, Mel, <laughs> for your obedience and planting seeds. And your your practice is called Worth Wisdom Wellness. Yes, we are Worth Wisdom Wellness in Atlanta. If you'd like to book with me, you can find me on the website, schedule an initial consultation. We can talk for 15 minutes or you can jump right in to an intake session. Um, just call us up. Um, I think Mel will be able to put all the information in the yes. The notes and everything. So. And do you do um, in person and like telehealth? Do people have to be in Atlanta or do you do you do, no. you do both? Yes. Right now we well I right now I'm strictly telehealth. Okay. Uh, we don't have a, an office location as of right now. So yes, you can meet with me via telehealth. Okay, so you don't have to be in Atlanta, y'all. Hit Victoria up, honey, okay? Um, but this was great. Again, thank you so much, Victoria. I will link all of her stuff in, um, in, in the whatever below so that you can find her. <laughs> oh, this is the rough draft, y'all. But anyway, we're going to go. We have gone way over, but this was so good, and I just cannot wait. If, if this helped you, can you, like, find me on Instagram? I'll link it below. Email me. Email Victoria. Let us know that this impacted you because, again, this was a thought that came to mind that honestly I really wanted to do earlier in the year and like I said I just was not in that space to do it um and then I really felt this push like you gotta do it now you gotta do it now you gotta do it now so I literally hit up Victoria in the next week here we are so I definitely think that this message is timely um and so if it is if it helped you in any way let us know uh, so that we know we weren't crazy (laughs) 
Um, but, but yes, thank y'all for listening. I will be back with new episodes. Um, I'll be back and talking about, you know, all the different things I've been learning on my little break. So be sure to subscribe um, either on YouTube, where you listen to major, where you listen to podcasts on major platforms. And we will see y'all next time. Say bye, Victoria. Bye. It was so great to be here, Rob. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. Okay. Bye, y'all.